Welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. My name is Carlos Alvarez and I'll be your host for the show. This is episode number 214 and I am excited to have a serial entrepreneur and the founder of onlinejobs.ph on the show with us today, John Jonas. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. This is a serious, uh, uh, I'd say you're the, the most famous guest that's been on the show. Uh, so far. So when Aaron made the introduction, I was like, really? He really founded that? And let me go look this up. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it. I don't consider myself famous, but all right. Um, to, to, to say you're an expert in building virtual teams is probably the understatement of the year. Um, in today's episode, I wanted to tap into your expertise um, and, and see if we can get you to share three actionable, easy to digest um, tips you would give somebody who has succeeding, I'm going to say in spite of themselves, um, meaning they, they do not have a team. They've never had a team. They've just done it by themselves and, or, or maybe they've attempted to go the, let's call it the VA route. And for one reason or another, they feel it doesn't work for them. And if, if we could talk about three things that you would advise someone that they can execute on in that situation in their business beforehand though, how was the European bike tour? Oh man, it was so amazing. <laughs> so I, I learned this from Tim Ferriss when I first read the book, which for our work, which had to be like 2005 or six or something like that. And when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, he's talking about the, about my life and my business and stuff. But I didn't, I didn't know the mini retirement concept. And so I took that and did it. I did it three times. And then we, took a break from it just as our kids were growing and whatever. And it was hard. And then I was like, finally, like we need to do that again. And so I took my kids and my five kids and my wife to Europe for a month. We rode our bikes across France, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and I didn't take a laptop and it was amazing. Yeah. And, and this is the one you, you just did, or this is something you've no, this is one. Yeah. This is what we just, we just got, we just got back from it. In fact, I've been home for one week after being not home for two months. Basically, I haven't worked in two months. I that we got back June June fifteenth, and I was home for like six days, and and then went to a church youth event for five days, and then was home for one day, and then went to Lake Powell, and that was really like ten days. And I've been home for this week, so yeah. yeah. I, I can't, I'm at, I mean, my kids are much younger. I'm, I'm imagining four and a half and two and a half, but I, I can't, I'm at a stage where I can't get them to eat broccoli. I don't know how you get them to follow you across Europe um, on a bike. So I'm waiting for that course. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was life-changing. It was life-changing for some of my kids, which is amazing. It was very healing for, for one of them specifically. And which is life-changing for me to have that healing process for them. So, yeah. That's, 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 I, I, I don't know. I, I'm scared. To, I'm scared to go too far in that direction or the whole episode is going to be about that because yeah. I, that, that sounds pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, bringing it back to, to virtual assistants and specifically online jobs.ph, a little bit of, a little bit of background here on you. What, what is for anyone that doesn't know, um, what, what is onlinejobs.ph and why did you start it? Okay, so onlinejobs.ph is a job board for the Philippines, specifically just for the Philippines. Um, and that's what the .ph is, .philippines. 
Um, and it is international employers around the world looking to hire a virtual worker. Uh, so you come on, you can look at people's profiles, workers' profiles. There's almost 2 million Filipino profiles in the system. You look at them, you could contact them directly. Like you find someone who's amazingly talented, you contact them directly. They may or may not respond to you. And that's a different, different issue. It's not like every single person on there is available for work, but it's a profile kind of like indeed.com. And then what led me to start it was I needed it. I wanted it. Um, when I started hiring people in the Philippines, which I would say that I was hiring virtual assistants at the time when I started because they, they didn't know anything. Today, I don't call them virtual assistants anymore because most people associate a virtual assistant with a secretary. Like it's, it's someone who doesn't really know much. They can do data entry work. And, and that's not who I hire. And that's not who you want to hire. And so I call them OFS, Online Filipino Specialists. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. And so I, I was looking to hire someone and all there was at the time was agency. Like there was an agency and I went to this agency and they said, uh, well, do you want to, do you want a programmer or a web designer? And I was like, no, I want a content writer. And they were like, well, do you want a programmer or a web designer? I think, like, no, I dang it. And and so I, I went back to them and I, I mean, I hired a web designer, whatever. And then I went back to them a year later or so and said, hey, I want a programmer. And, and my idea was I'm going to build this site where I could maybe get a couple hundred profiles in so that I could recruit someone myself instead of just having them pull someone off the street, which is what, frankly, most agencies do as the agency model is like, Oh, let's just pull a warm body off the street, give it to this employer, because most of the time when it doesn't work out, it's not the worker, it's the employer. And so the agency's incentive is just not there to do a great job of recruiting for you. Their, their incentive is to test you and see how it works. And then, uh, so anyway, I got, I built this, I've hired this programmer, built this system, put it up. We got a couple hundred profiles in the first month and which I didn't expect. And then employers wanted to use it. They wanted to recruit people because it, it, the Philippines is just different for outsourcing. And this is 2000, I mean, this is 2008, 2009. We launched it in early 2009 and, um, and it exploded. So we've had hundreds of thousands of employers use it since. We have almost 2 million Filipino profiles. Um, it's, it, I never expected it. I, I, had no, I had no clue what I was getting into. I, I imagine going from like, I'm just creating a board for me to get some profiles in. So I'm hiring a program, which is hiring a programmer, which in and of itself, most, most business minds won't do. They'd kind of just get frustrated and walk away. Right. But I'm imagining what you were able to create with the budget you had just to get in a few people for you must've looked a lot different than what it looks like today. Oh yeah. Like, I don't think I had an accounts. I like I had worker accounts it, for the, for the Filipinos to create their profiles. I don't think I had an account because it was just for me. Um, you know, and I just go on and contact them. And so, yeah, it's a very different, it, it's very different. What, what was the business you were working on? If you, if you can say like, what was the business you were working on at that time that you were looking for a writer for? Uh, so, so this is, this is, this, let me tell the story. Sure. So my wife is seven months pregnant with a, with a, our third child. And she goes into the doctor's office and has, has an appointment. And he says to her, he's run some tests and he says, you have preeclampsia. And if you don't go on strict bed rest for the next three to five weeks, you're going to have a seizure and you're going to lose this baby. And man, I, and I was there at the appointment. And I was like, that 
that's insane. I'm not about to lose a baby over money. I was working full time in my business. And I was like, well, I can't work for the next three to five weeks. And I don't know what I'm going to do. So on the way home, I'm thinking about it. And so I get home and I send an email to two of the guys I had working for me in the Philippines. And I said, here's a situation. I can't work. I, I have this going on. I need you guys to take over everything I'm currently doing in my business. And, and I, don't want, I, I don't want you to think that these were like guys that I'd pulled off the street. I had had them working for me for like 18 months or so. I had spent a lot of time training them. I just, I just didn't realize what they were capable of. I thought they were VAs. Like I said, I thought they were just doing menial work. If I didn't explain it exactly perfectly, they probably couldn't do it. And because and, I had no idea, right? So for the next three weeks, I, did, I, did, I worked one hour. And these two guys proceeded to take over my business. And, and that was amazing. So after three weeks, my wife has a baby, perfect, healthy little girl who is, hey. yeah, she just turned, uh, she just turned 15. And just rode across Europe. And just rode across Europe. Yeah. And, um, and so for the next two months, my wife has, has postpartum depression. And so I don't, I didn't really work, but I, I did a little bit more. I spent like an hour a week. And that was just communicating with them, just giving them what they needed, right? So three months away from my business and you'd expect like, wow, this is a disaster. And it wasn't a disaster. Um, I don't want you to think that like, oh, my business has grown because these two guys are taking it over. You should hire someone in the Philippines. They're going to run your business for you. That's not at all the case, right? But my business didn't fall apart. And that's a really big deal. So, and this is where, this is where um, what the business was comes in. So when I, it came time for me to go back to work because there's only so many times in a day where you can take your kids to the golf course and you get bored, which is what I was doing at the time. Um, so this was like legit, the four hour work week. I, I'm not like the one hour work week and my business is good. And I'm, um, yeah. So what I was working at the time when I started onlinejobs.ph was I decided to take this outsourcing thing to like the extreme that I could imagine. And like how far, how good really are these guys? Because I, re, I learned they were really good. Can I build a business with them doing all of the work? So I designed a business based around me being the CEO and them doing the work. And so what I was going to do was write reviews about products, post them on our website and drive traffic to the website and have affiliate links on the reviews, right? I mean, it's a, it's a fairly common business model even today. The way I was doing it then was, was different, but it's still pretty dang similar, right? So I record myself talking for 45 minutes explaining this to this guy in the Philippines. And I explained everything about it. And the reason I explained everything about it was because I had figured out but at this point that in the Philippines, they don't want to steal your business. They don't want, they're not really entrepreneurial. They don't, they're super loyal. They're honest. They don't want to take your junk, right? So I explained the entire business everything. And then I bought a domain and I sent it to him and I sent him the audio and he takes the domain and sets it up on my web hosting account, sets up WordPress on it and starts setting, changing the theme according as I've described. And he, um, he sent it back to me a couple of days later and it was horrible. And, and I, I continue to tell this story because there's a whole bunch of illustrative points in it. It didn't go right the first time, which is, you know, that that's kind of how this is. Like you're rarely going to find someone that's going to do, do it, do it right the first time. Okay. But then I worked with him through it and 
and we got it right. It took me a couple of weeks. We got the website right. And then he started writing reviews. And the first review he wrote was horrible. And then I worked with him through it. I was patient and like, okay, let's change how we get the data. Here's how we write this. Here's where, here's how we structure it. Here's all, all this stuff. And we got it right. And I never wrote another the review again. I never dealt with it again. So then he starts doing SEO and I taught him SEO and he starts doing uh, paid marketing as I taught him paid marketing. He starts, starts doing all these other things. Back then he's posting on Craigslist and he's uh, doing social bookmarking and writing articles and submitting them to article directories and all the things that I knew that I should be doing. I was teaching him how to do and that he was doing it. And that website in like the first month, it was making me like, or within Within the first couple of months, it was it made me a couple hundred dollars. Within within six months, it was making me three to five hundred dollars a month, and then it was making me like a thousand dollars a month, and it was making me ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month within a, a year or two. And I didn't do the work; I was a CEO, and so I, I wanted to hire a writer for that, right? And and just couldn't because I had learned so much about, wow, these guys are really, really capable and they're thinkers and they want to contribute. And that's, that's, that's the story. That's the backstory of, that's, of that's like crazy, man. changing my mind about VAs and OFS. Yeah. I, I like OFS. Um, I feel like that's that, that verbiage is on the online jobs.ph site. Yeah. I see, I'm using I, it more I and more. I didn't see the, I didn't know the backstory. I do feel like the word VA has become almost a dirty word. Um, and yeah. I have a huge team that are like family and I don't consider them like a VA. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. become like family. Yeah. yeah. Like family. That, that guy that built that site, I hired him in 2005. He still works for me today. And that's, you, you, you want three actionable things. That's part of the magic of the Philippines. Go to the Philippines. Um, because they're so loyal that when you, when you treat someone well, they'll never quit working for you. And I have people that have worked for me since 2007 and 2009 and 10 and 11 and 12. And yeah. And by go to the Philippines, you mean take your hiring to the Philippines or actually? Yeah. Yeah. Don't go there. Right. I've only been there once in 2010. That was one of my many retirements was we sat on the beach there for five weeks. <laughs> uh, I love it. I, I feel that there's a, and I mentioned this briefly before we, we started recording is that um, in, in my community, we constantly when, when, you know, virtual assistance comes up or delegating or building, scaling a team, we uh, we're always referencing, you know, onlinejobs.ph, Upwork comes up, uh, sometimes Fiverr comes up, uh, obviously not talking bad about any of them. Um, what would you say are um, some of the the bigger differences that somebody should be aware of. Look, when you, when you bring it to online jobs.ph, you can expect this that maybe you're not getting in the other platforms. Yeah. You can expect people who are looking for full-time long-term work generally. Um, and so here's, here's what I found. So I, I've used Upwork a lot and I used it before it was Upwork. I was and, and Upwork and Fiverr are, I have a similar model in this. And this is, I didn't realize this. I didn't know, I didn't know what was happening to me. So I, I used it when it was Elance before right. and, it, and it was Odesk when they merged to Upwork. Um, so I hired this guy to write articles for me. It was amazing. He writes 50 articles and, and then he sends them back. And then I check him for plagiarism a little bit and it was great. And I paid him. And then I went to go do like the next step with these articles. You have to write a 
header and a resource box and links and submit them to an article directory. And I, I hate it. I hate doing that. And I just had this major burden fall on me. Like I have 50 of these. I have to do this 50 times and I hate doing it once. And I realized this guy's gone. And as I checked him more, the, and the last bunch of articles were plagiarized, but I had paid him. He was a contractor. His goal was to get a job, do the job, get paid, get a review, because that's, that's how the system is, is created. You get a review so that you can get paid more with another job so you can get another review and get paid more, which means for me, turnover. And that's like the worst case scenario for a small business owner is turnover. And so when you go to onlinejobs.ph, the thing you're looking for is long-term work. And it doesn't have to be full-time, but um, long-term. And that's, that's the really big difference. You, you, everybody, all the people in the Philippines on Upwork and on Fiverr have an account on onlinejobs.ph. Everybody on onlinejobs.ph has an account on Upwork and Fiverr. Actually, that's not necessarily true because... Filipinos really, really want long-term work. It's, it's part of their culture is there's so much temporary and part-time work that when they can get a long-time, a long-term stable job, it's, it's so good for them. So, you know, you know two, two, two things that jump out at me, um, like majorly in favor of onlinejobs.ph, um, and, and maybe you can verify them, is I noticed that there's less, or I haven't run across any, um, agencies on onlinejobs.ph. It seems they, to be more people who want to work full-time for me versus it was very difficult to find a single person that I could hire long-term for a role on onlinejobs.ph that, I'm sorry, I could find them on onlinejobs.ph, but on Upwork, I'd try to find them and it was like they were buried in an agency and they're like, yeah, I'd work full-time for you, but they also had like six other people that they were doing this full-time for as well. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely exists in onlinejobs.ph, but we built it for individuals. We didn't build it for agencies. And so agencies sneak in as individuals and then we, we find them and kick them out. So like we were pretty aggressive about it. Another one I've noticed is a, a younger, uh, I'm, I'm going to say young, younger, not meaning less experienced, but just a younger uh, people. Um, I guess you could say more vibrant. I noticed more on... Um, uh, onlinejobs.ph than, than Upwork. What, Potentially, what I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we get, we get hundreds of job posts every day. And so the, like the Filipino side of it is very active. So. Yeah. So what would those three tidbits be? Somebody sitting down, they're a successful, let's just say the majority of the listeners of this show are, are successful Amazon sellers. Um, okay. Let's say they've hit the, uh, They've broke the seven figure mark or not even, we don't have to go with that. They're successful. They're doing this full time. They, they, okay. they decided they're going to do this full time and they have either never hired a virtual assistant because they're thinking, you know, I can just do this myself and I'm going to save more money that I don't have to like pay out as a form of a salary or they, they did hire someone and I'm going to say due to their lack of management skills, it was disastrous and they're <laughs> just like, this doesn't work. So what, what advice would you give three actionable tips? Okay, so number one, you have to manage people. This isn't my this isn't my tip, but man, this is you're hiring a a person. It's a human. You have to manage someone. 
you can't be, you can't, you're not going to hire someone and be like, oh, I don't ever want to talk to this person. It's just not a thing, right? Okay, so here's, here's tip number one. Um, and I'm going to be a bit controversial here because the, the worst advice that I hear given and I hear it repeated over and over again is stick with what you're good at and outsource the rest. Um, that's the worst. It's the worst advice. Like I'm a programmer. I graduated from college of computer science. I'm good at programming. Should I stick with programming and outsource everything else? No, dude, you can't build a business that way. I could make $200,000 a year, period. End of story as a programmer, if I was a really, really good programmer, which frankly, I wasn't that great at it. Um, so unless you're like really, really good at making sales, which is really the only thing that matters in a business, um, stick with making sales. But if, if you're really good at social media marketing, man, no, that's not something you should be doing. So the number one, the first tip is hire someone to do something that you know how to do. And this is when you know that you're ready to hire someone. You're ready to hire someone when you have something in your business that you could teach someone to do. So preferably this first thing is, is something that you know how to do that you don't like, which is, that was my, that was my article thing. I hated doing it. And I, and then I, so I hired, I hired a writer and it was amazing. Like I taught him to do the entire process and took it off of my plate and I never did it again. So here's, here's what happens. Everybody wants to hire someone to do something that they don't know how to do. You're working 55 hours a week. Now you have to manage the process. You're not just going to turn this over to someone and not manage it. If you do, that's a disaster. So now you're working 60 hours a week and you never get that five hours back. You're not managing it super well because you're overworked. You're not managing the previous stuff you were doing because you're overworked. It just, it's not, it's not a good outcome. Whereas if you hire someone to do something you do know how to do, you end up like you, you know exactly what to post in your job post. You know the skills you're looking for. You know the questions to ask when you're interviewing people. You know, you know the right person because you know the role. Um, then you know what the outcomes look like. You know how to give feedback. You know what success looks like. You, you know the whole thing. You're so much more likely to succeed hiring that person to do something you do know how to do um, at, that you could teach them, which in the Philippines is a big deal to provide some training. Um, it's just, it's the whole thing is better. And then you're working 55 hours a week. It takes you five hours a week for the first couple of weeks. You're working 60 hours a week. And then you're working 50 hours a week because you got something off of your plate. And hopefully you can do that again with the same person and you're down to 45 hours a week. And now maybe it's time to hire someone else. And now, now you're, you're super reasonable. Now you can hire someone else to do more things that you know how to do that you can teach. And then you're ready you're ready to start hiring someone that you don't know how to, to do something you don't know how to do. So that's tip number one. That's Anything huge. You say about that. Yeah. You know, I've never, I've never given that, you know, the advice I was giving and feel free to destroy it is, uh, I, I, I had a coach a long time ago. I think he even might've been a competitor a long time ago of online jobs at pH, but it was, um, my first coach I hired was a uh, Chris Ducker. He had a, a book called like uh, virtual freedom virtual and it was freedom. to make these lists. And at the end of the list, everything you love to do, hate to do grow and manage your business um, was what I did is I, I don't know if he said this, but it was like, I would circle everything that is sales or strategic. And I would keep that at first. And then everything else was kind of like fair game and I'd need to pick something. So I would, that, that's what I would tell people is like sales or strategic. You think that's a good idea or no? No, that's yes. Perfect. Great. Sale. That's why I said, if you're good at sales, stick with it. 
right? Strategic, yes. You have to do the strategic stuff. Sales and strategic, I like it. That's great. Okay, cool. I, did, I didn't get shredded. What, no, will be the sec- what will be the second one? That's great. So, and, and in that though, the biggest thing is something that you know how to do, right? Okay, so number two. Um, so when you, here's, I'm gonna just give you my recruiting process for how to find someone great. And this, this works, it works super well. I'm going to give it to you in five minutes rather than, you know, like uh, at, so I, I mentioned to you at onevaaway.com, I, I detail the whole process, right? I'll walk you through it, doing it. Um, so here's, here's how I find someone great. So first step, go to onlinejobs.ph. So you def, you've defined this role of something you know how to do. Next, go to onlinejobs.ph and search. Search for the skill that you're looking for. And, and when, when you search that skill, put it in quotes, our search at onlinejobs.ph is our number one priority right now. It kind of sucks. And so we're working to modify it and put it in quotes. You'll get much better results. So I want you to look at like 15 to 30 profiles. And I don't want you to spend a ton of time doing this. I want you to spend like 10 minutes doing this. Just look at profiles. What you're going to see is you're going to see, number one, what skills exist out there. So you're looking for like, uh, if you search Amazon FBA, in quotes, Amazon FBA, then what skills do you find in people? Like, do people have, have uh, experience doing product research? Do they have product, do they have skills in doing inventory management? Do they have skills looking at reviews and managing customer reviews? Or, you know, what, what do they have? Um, that's the number one thing you're looking at, what skills exist. And then number two, how much are people looking to make? Because different skills uh, will garner different wages, right? A data entry person is different than a programmer. Right. So now you're going to go post your job. You're ready to post a job. You have a job. It's so simple. Job title, job description, salary, skills, right? That's it. You're done. Post your job and you're going to let people apply to your job. You can also go and contact people like when you're looking at those 15 to 30 people, you can contact those people. And I'll tell you what I do. I post a job and I contact people. And the email that I send to people is, hey, I'm looking for a whatever it is. Uh, I see you have skills. Are you interested in working? That's all I say. So now I have some people responding to me. I have some people applying to my job. And oh, let me give you a, a quick tip. So in, in the job post, I'm, gonna, I'm going to require somewhere in there uh, an action item other than just apply. And that action item is probably something about the subject of their application. Like Hey, when you apply, make the subject of your application like job, job role, dash your name, something like that. Or include the word pink Cadillac in your job application subject, right? And this is just to weed out those who didn't read it, who are just mass applying for jobs, which is so stupid. And we cannot figure out how to stop it. (laughs) We've tried for years and years and years. So any, anybody who doesn't follow that, that simple instruction, get rid of it. You're not interested. So then now you have people who have replied to you. You have people who have applied to your job post. And now you're going to start interviewing. And the first thing that people want to do is get on a Skype interview. That's the worst thing you could do. Um, do not do a Skype interview. Filipinos don't want to do it. They, can, they have this cultural thing. They consider themselves shy uh, it's really more about being embarrassed. They don't want to be embarrassed at any level, in, in any situation. They don't want to get embarrassed. And, and we'll we talk about this more. Um, so 
you're going to start interviewing people through email. Ask, I will ask them one, two, four questions across five, eight, 10 emails. And what, I, what you get in, in doing this process is you're going to see a bunch of things. Number one, you're going to see their attention to detail, which, th so this is a virtual, it's a virtual relationship. You're not in the office and attention to detail to me is a really, really big deal. So if I ask you four questions, you only answer three of them. Well, the chances of you only doing three out of four tasks that I assign to you are really high. That doesn't work for me. If I send you an email today and it takes you three days to respond, well, after I hire you, it's going to take you three days to respond. And, you know, like that doesn't work for me. So I get to see how quickly they respond. I get to see, um, like, how good is your English? Because if you're going to be managing customers, if you're going to be doing customer support, well, your English matters. And it's reasonable to have your friend help you edit your onlinejobs.ph profile. It's not reasonable to have your friend help you edit 10 different emails across five days, right? Not reasonable at all. So I get to see, like, how good actually is your English. Um, I also get to see your personality. And that's a really, really big deal. Like you're hiring a human, you're not hiring a skill. And hopefully you're going to work with this person for the next 20 years as they help you succeed in your business and you grow. You know, like that first person I ever hired was 2005. We're approaching 20 years together. Um, and, and you'll probably find people that you're like, when you get an email back from them, you kind of cringe. Like, oh, I don't want to, but you have to open the email, but I don't want, no, that, you do not want to hire that person, right? You want to hire the one you're super excited about opening the email because you're connecting with this person because you're hiring a personality and that it matters. Um, and then last, you're kind of looking at any red flags. Are there, is this, is this person too good to be true? Uh, do they have too many skills and they're asking for $250 a month? Like that? No, sorry you know, like red flags. Um, so then what you'll find is you're going to drop people out of the recruiting process because you can just see they're not right. You're going to find that people will drop themselves out of the recruiting processes. Scammers, which we don't have very many, but they exist. Scammers don't want to go through this process. It's too much for them. So they'll drop themselves out. Um, you'll just find really easily you separate the good from the bad in doing this. And in skipping the Skype interview, which is, you know, like a schedule it, they don't show up, schedule, they don't show up, get on an interview, it takes you 15 to 30 minutes, you can send an email in 15 seconds, right? Like it's so fast that you'll find you've, you've narrowed it down to two or three people, you can now have them do a test task, which if it takes longer than 20 minutes, you need to pay them for the test task. Filipinos are very scared of, of doing a bunch of work and not getting paid. Now you can do a video interview. Now that you've narrowed it down, you've had some communication with them. They start to trust you a little bit. They're much more likely to show up to the interview. They're much more likely to be open on the interview. Um, and now you can, now you're ready to hire someone. And, and so here's my, here's my next, my tip number three. So any, anything, anything to comment about that so far? Yeah. So the, the one V one VA away, I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes for everybody listening. And, and the other one, um, I get asked this a lot, so I'd be remiss not to ask you is the process you just gave. Um, I feel like not everyone, everyone I hire is important. Yes. But the, the degree of complexity of what I'm going to need them to do is different um, for each hire. Would you still go through this 
uh, process if you're getting someone who you just want to create, I say just in air quotes, but you just want to create thumbnails for your meetup events or, or something like that versus somebody that you're going to want to provide customer service for your, you know, your widget. So I mean, the short answer is yes, I would still go through the process because I know, I know this is going to provide a good result in the end. And I've done it the other way where I was like, oh, you're good. You're great. And I hire them and it's just, it ends up like, oh man, I don't want to talk to you. I didn't find out your personality. We just don't work well together. So I, I won't take, I'll go into more depth in this process with, with a role that's more important, but I'll still do it with other people. So yes. Well, a, a question I probably should have asked earlier, how many um, online Filipino specialists work uh, on your team currently? I have about 40. Okay. That's pretty massive. Well, I mean, I hired my first in 2005. Right. And oh I yeah, definitely. Second in 2006. Somebody shouldn't go out there and hire eight if they've never worked with one. So, so that is a, that's a really good tip is I've seen very, very few people go out and hire a team and have it work. Like I've seen very few people in the US go out and hire a team all at once and have it work. Just because, just because it's like a 10th the cost doesn't mean you can go a 10th further or, you know, 10 times further. Right. Um, people, people, people know it. I mean, history has proven over and over again that throwing more people at a problem doesn't, doesn't make the problem better. Do do, do you feel that building a four person team in person is more or less complex than building a four person virtual team? I don't know. I've never done it. I've only, I've only built my virtual team and I've never done it four at a time. Uh, So I don't know. Well, how about, how about one? What, what, in, in my experience, it's been harder, but much more rewarding uh, to build and hire a, a build out a virtual team and, and hire virtual team members. It because in person you you kind of see you know in person cues, body language, and stuff like that that you can't catch virtually. But I also find that in person is much more limiting than than virtual. I was wondering what your, your okay. Your, your... So so I would say like it's way way easier to find skills virtually. I mean, you get, you know, locally, you have whatever, however many people there are locally, right? With online jobs at PH, you have the entire Philippines and they're a very talented workforce and you can find them with a search. Super simple, right? Um, My guess is people are much less tolerant of spending time hiring a virtual person because they have so much less confidence it's going to work out. Whereas locally, you're willing to spend, you're willing to sit with someone for an hour because your person, it's one-on-one, right? That doesn't feel, wait, you, you, you want to spend an hour hiring someone virtually? That's, nobody wants to do that, right? So you spend more time locally and yeah. Makes sense. What about, um, what was that third tip? You were about to get into it and, 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 I, and I jumped in. Okay, so this is, this is another controversial one that- Love it. I, I tend to do things opposite of what most people do. Um, hire someone full-time and pay a salary. Everybody wants to pay hourly. And because hourly, hourly is like, oh, if, if they run out of tasks to do, then you're not, you're not on the hook. You're not paying them. 
So you don't care. And you can get right back into answering emails, you know, which is such a giant, again, controversial here, but just waste of time, you know, like you're not, you're not making sales, answering emails. Um, when you make, when you hire someone full-time and pay them a salary, you make a commitment to that person that they have a job, that you're going to take care of them, that you're going to pay them. And I didn't realize this at first because I didn't have a choice. I had to hire someone full-time, which I didn't want to do. I, I put it off for a couple months because I didn't know if, if I could keep someone busy full-time. I didn't know if I could afford it. I didn't know if they could actually do good work. I didn't, I didn't know. And finally, I was like, it doesn't really matter. I can't keep doing what I'm doing because I'm, I'm too busy. I can't go another 40 years working like this you know, alone. And I took the leap and it was the most liberating experience of my life because I had made a commitment to him that I was going to take care of him. And I had made a commitment to myself. I didn't realize that. But you make a commitment to yourself when you hire someone and pay them a salary that you're going to build your business. And that commitment to yourself is if, if this person isn't busy, I'm going to spend time working on my business and find things for them to do that will build the business. And that was the first time I ever, I ever spent time working on my business was when I had that commitment made. And that was, that was the first step toward actually being a CEO instead of being the bookkeeper, marketer, uh, you know, programmer, SEO, customer support person. You know, I was wearing every single hat. All of a sudden I was able to take a hat off. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of salary. Uh, I, I was just, I'm not saying there's never, um, uh, n- never a situation where, uh, you know, there, there could be hourly, but I find myself, you know, as my businesses grow, that that becomes fewer and far between that it's like, you know, if, if we're going to bring somebody onto the team and we're going to make this investment, like it's a salary, if we're balking at that, then maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Um, but just having a conversation with a buddy of mine, he, he's like, oh, he wants to start this new, um, like this paid list, uh, business. And I was like, okay, um, let's, let's talk about the numbers. So he's like, we're going to need, you know, he said, we're going to need one VA and it's going to cost, it's going to cost us like $250 a month. And I was like, what, like, who are we getting at $250 a month? Um, he's like, yeah, they, we only need them for two, three hours a day. That's it. And I'm like, if we get somebody for two to three hours a day, you know what they're going to be doing for the other six looking for another job where they get full-time salary. That's exactly (laughs) right. That's exactly right. So I'm like, you want me to invest in training this person to have them work two to three hours a day? They're not going to respect us. They're not going to be invested in us. Like this is not going to be home. They're going to be spending all of their time looking for somewhere else. And that's just not worth it for me. This is going to blow up on us. So I, I, you're the only person I've heard say that a lot of the times, the conversations in my community surrounding, um, you know, Filipino specialists, VAs in general is like, what is that minimum I need to pay for this thing? And what's the fewest hours? So I'm super happy to hear you say that. Yeah. And here's, so here's the thing, like you hire someone 40 hours a week, you make the commitment. Okay. So let me just give you an example, just so people have an understanding, right? You go to Upwork, you hire someone hourly, it's eight bucks an hour which cool, you get the same amount of work at onlinejobs.ph. You, get, you pay the same amount per month at onlinejobs.ph, but you get full-time work. So you get part-time work at eight bucks an hour, or you get someone at four bucks an hour, but pay them a salary full-time, right? So, but I don't have that much work for them to do. Okay, so stop being a grunt worker 
and work on your business and create a system for them to do. You, there's endless opportunities for marketing. Give them one of them, right? Figure out a way, figure out, get them to do SEO for you. Get them to create social posts for you. Get them to uh, go out and do link building for you. Get them to uh, comment in forums, to participate in forums and talk about your business. Like, man, there's so many things that you can have someone do. You know, one of the situations where I felt like I, a long time ago, I had nothing for the person to do. And if some, I heard somebody else say they were doing this. I did it. It was a huge game changer. And that was to attend webinars that I never had time to attend or definitely couldn't hear the repeat. And they took notes of what was going on. So yeah, I agree. There's always something that um, somebody can do. Um, John, you've been amazing. I don't want to take up too much of your time. The episode's already gone a little longer than, than, than I thought it would be. Is there any other tips that like we couldn't get to or any other advice um, that you'd want to give anybody before we wrap up? Yeah. So my, my, I guess my last piece of advice is this doesn't work for everybody. These aren't, these aren't magical people. Um, you know, a lot of people think they hear this and it's like, Oh, I can do anything I want. And this is just hire someone and, and they're going to take over my business. And that's not, that's not the case, right? This you're hiring a human, you have to work at it. They're not going to do it right. The first time uh, you're going to work with them. But you won't know if it works for you until you hire someone and, and try it. And, and whether you do that through onlinejobs.ph or through Upwork or through, you know, Chris Ducker, uh, uh, dang, what was it? Well, I don't, I'm not sure he's actually still doing it anymore, but he had a recruiting company, whatever. I don't care. You want to go through an agency and pay their markup rate. I don't care. Just try it and see if it works for you. And it takes a leap of faith. You have to, you have to jump. 100%. Um, John, before letting you go, what is the, uh, what is your favorite book and why? Uh, so I'm gonna have to give you two answers for this. Let's do it. So my first answer is the book of Mormon. Okay. Is I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and it has changed my life and it continues Absolutely. to change my life. Um, so, so dang good. Um, you probably want a business book. No, um, you can say Harry Potter. I, I, it doesn't matter. Most yeah. impactful book for you. Um, so I, I loved Atlas Shrugged, um, my favorite. it, I've, that's probably the only book I've read twice, uh, outside of, man, I love books with near death experiences in them. I love to hear what other people have experienced and the commonalities and the differences and oh, so, so, so good. So I love good. it, man. So the book of Mormon Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Did you read Fountainhead also by Ayn Rand? That was a great no, one. No. Definitely worth reading. Really? Uh, I'd say nearly just as good as, as really? Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Okay. All right. I could do that. Yeah. yeah. John, huge thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I'm going to link to the one VAOA challenge um, in the uh, show notes. I'm going to do a quick social post too and, and link to it now. So I, I can't thank you enough for your time. You validated a lot and I'm sure you uh, taught a lot of listeners on this things that will allow them to jump right in. Thank you. Hey man, thanks for having me. This has been awesome.